It's another exciting episode of the City Business Edition on 97.3 CTFM. Hello and welcome. I am Ni Lati Lati. Today on the show, we are looking at understanding uh, the contemporary business climate for Ghanaian businesses. Uh, recent discussions on running businesses in the country have focused heavily on how businesses risk collapse, uh, well, aside from exchange rates, inflation, and even the high utility costs, among other production bottlenecks. The three new taxes that came into effect this week have set tanks wagging in the business community. But how are various industry players preparing uh, for what appears to be difficult times ahead? That's why I'm talking to one of these affected groups, the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana. That's far back. Uh, joining me to appreciate the enormity of some of these concerns is Johnny Awuni, Executive Director of FABAC. Uh, thank you, Mr. Awuni, for your time. It's always a pleasure to be speaking to you on some of these issues. My pleasure too. Uh, let's begin from here. I, I know it hasn't been easy for you as a business association, but uh, before we come to how hard you have been hit, first tell us, you have been hearing Fabac every now and then, but really, what does Fabac do? Which group of persons, you know, make up the association, and how do you even contribute to Ghana's business environment? Well, thank you very much. Good, good question. Fabac basically is an association that has been in existence over two decades now in the country. It's made up of all food and beverage. Uh, distributors, sellers in the country. It has to do with both wholesalers, manufacturers, and then importers at large. So if I were to give you an example, we have Accra breweries, we have the Coca-Colas, we have the Melcoms, we have the Palace, we have the large manufacturers as you can think about. And whatever concerns food and drinks in the country, it's food and beverage is responsible for that. So these are a whole uh, pool of people that have come together to form the association, Food and Beverage Association of Ghana. Uh, mm -hmm. I would say that without the Food and Beverage Association, you would the economy of Ghana would be very harshly affected because we control food. And food is a very basic commodity, a very, it's an essential in human life. We control water, we control the drinks. And so basically the Food and Brief Association more or less control the economy of this country. So basically anything that has to do with food, water and beverages, you are the ones handling it in terms of both yeah. manufacturing and all that. And all that. So mm -hmm. the, the chicken, the rice, the drinks, Whatever, whatever, name it. Anything under the umbrella of food and beverage belongs to the association. Typically, what is it like in terms of conducting your business among uh, FABAC members, if you can walk us through how your operation is? Well, basically, if I understand the question very right, uh, you are a member of the association, you are engaged in one uh, business or the other, other local manufacturing or import or a combination of both. So a uh, typical, uh, let me say the manufacturing sector, a typical manufacturing uh, 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 member of the Food and Beverage Association, let's say you are engaged in, 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 in the manufacturing of uh, beverages, 
like fruit juices. You either will use local raw material, or you would uh, have to uh, import the concentrate and then uh, uh, add value and then package it locally. And then you will subsequently uh, supply it to the uh, to the wholesalers. And then the wholesalers will also take it and then supply it to retailers. And then finally, it will be given to the final consumer. If it has to do with the issue of rice importation, you either have to import the rice or your sources locally where it is available, then you would, uh, put it in a bonded warehouse or your own warehouse, and then you will supply to wholesalers, wholesalers to retailers, and retailers to the final consumer. So there's a whole chain of uh, distribution that goes on there. And in that value uh, chain, you have various uh, things that basically will affect you. It, uh, it will affect you right down from the production process to the distribution process. There are government policies that could promote that. There are government policies that could, ha that could hamper that. And that could also eventually affect the consumer. So it's a, it's a mixed bag of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of, of stuff. And for manufacturing, if you were to bring it your, your goods locally, and then you will have to deal with the, the issues at the port uh, duties, import duties, you will have to deal with port charges, you have to deal with shipping line charges, you will have to deal with the, uh, the regulatory authorities, standards authority, the fees, uh, deal with uh, food and drugs authority, the fees, and uh, EPA, and whole over 11 institutions that are and uh, institutions that will also you have to be dealing with before you can get the goods out into your warehouse. And that begins another process where you will have to store it in your warehouse, deal with warehouse mm -hmm. charges, deal with government policies there. Then you start with your production and you have to deal with labor, the attitude of the Ghanaian employee. You have to deal with labor issues and electricity. You have to deal with water. You will have to deal with uh, various taxes. And then finally, you will have to do with your pricing and give it to the wholesaler. The wholesaler will also then begin loading and loading fees and then go go and also stock the goods and then finally also have to add his or her own fees and charges deal with taxes there too and then finally to the retailer and to the final consumer uh, just to understand what you have been talking about all this uh, while is that it's a mixed bag of you know affairs government policy can either make or make the operations of you know fabac members as far as this whole value chain that you are engaged in is concerned. But I know that every now and then you are always in the news complaining about, you know, one government policy or the other. And so generally, how are successive government policies affected uh, FABAC members? You know, generally, I would say that uh, uh, we are taught in school economics that the private sector is an engine of growth. And so, for any economy to uh, develop, for any economy to experience growth and development, its private sector must be doing and doing very well. And uh, essentially, we must be moving from a Greek to industrialization. Uh, and a large pool of our members are engaged in manufacturing, and that is the quest to promote industrialization. And so, generally, the 
various government policies over the period have always appeared not to not to promote the private sector because since uh, independence we have always talked about the private sector the engine of growth the private sector industrialization 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 various subsidiary government have come into into, uh, into power and gone and they always talk about industrialization industrialization but today where are we it's still this like it's it's, it's, it's a cycle that we are going around. The country is not industrialized. The country does not seem to have any good industrialized policy. The government, the, 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 the industrial, it doesn't even business in terms of uh, in terms of uh, operations of business. It is not kind of encouraging. In fact, generally, when you look at uh, the, the, the situation over the period, over the years, I have always said that it appears government is anti-business. Look, let me give you an, an example. I have been mm. in the sector for, 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 for over two decades. And I have been a leadership front. On no occasion have I ever had any, uh, any minister for agri that has come into power and say, look, I am the new minister of agri. I want to meet all, of, all those who are operating in the food sector. For instance, rice. I want to meet with all of you people and then I'll spell out my vision with you people. And then this is my vision. Tell me how you can help me to deal with it. And then all that. No, it has never happened. Not, nor has it ever happened with the issue of minister of trade. No single minister of trade. And I can line them up because I've been at the leadership forum and I have dealt so closely with many of them. Never have they ever come into power and invited major players of the food and beverage of industry, of the food and beverage sector in the countries, introduce themselves to, to them and spell out their vision for trade in the country, for industrialization in the country. Listen to them and, uh, and listen to them on their views of how they can help him or the government of the day to be able to achieve their objective. It has never been so. And so for you, despite your enormous contributions to the growth of the economy, you feel governments over the years have, you know, ignored you. There is no form of engagement. And so that's how come your businesses are always on the verge of, of, of collapse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, the Bible says that uh, let's make the vision plain and they that understand the vision shall run with it. How can a minister of trade come into power and say that you are a minister for trade and industry, yet you have not even spelled out, nobody understands what your vision is? How would your, the, the people who, who are followers follow you and help you to achieve your vision? How can a minister of agri come in and all that they come in? We are coming to cut down importation. We are coming to do this. We are, as if those who are involved in that are involved in some one criminality or the other. It is not done so. They are contributing to national development. If you want to change or diversify, or look at another angle, meet them and see how they can help you because you are partners in development. And I'm saying that over the years, I have not had any minister of agri that has invited players of the food and beverage sector to meet with them and listen to them and find out how they can help him or her one way or the other to achieve the, the goals of the country. How if you are running your own uh, one target and the people are also running one target? How can that be? No wonder we have never been able to achieve any tangible result, whether in our agricultural sector, in action, or whether in industry, that we have never grown. And the industry seems to be dying and dwindling by the day. No 
Minister of Energy has ever come in to meet even with the players in the manufacturing sector and find out how energy international standards to help them to be able to promote, to produce and produce at effective and at economies of mass scale and at better results for the country and for consumers. Nothing has ever happened like that. It has appeared that they are always on one side and businesses are also on the other side. And each person is pursuing his or her own vision and goal. And one is like we are also antagonists. We are, we are antagonists. The government sees the businessman as a criminal, as recently uh, uh, even stated by the first deputy speaker of parliament that, well, the business people are thieves. And so the private sector is on its own and government is also on its own. And that is why industrialization seems not to be achieved. And then uh, also uh, business, the business sector seems to be struggling over the years in terms of development, in terms of growth, and in terms of employment of the of, 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 of the of the youth. Well, you're still listening to the City Business Hello? Edition on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Ni Lati Lati. I'm having a conversation with John Awuni, Executive Director of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana Fabak. We are talking about how uh, you know contemporary business climate is affecting their operations and what seems to be the way forward for that. Mr. Awun, you've elaborated uh, very much on, you know, the challenge you are facing, but specifically this week, the three new taxes that you dreaded as an association, for which reason you even wrote uh, to the Speaker of Parliament to ensure that those bills are not passed, but they were passed and also the President assented to them. They actually kicked in this week. Uh, so uh, your traders are uh, even lamenting the impact of these, you know, taxes on operations. But I want you to speak to me more about, you know, the prevailing economic challenges that you are facing as an association. We know that utility tariffs are high, inflation is quite unstable, and also some other issues with the exchange rates. If you put all of these things together, it must be a difficult moment for you. Absolutely. In fact, let me. You see, uh, 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 we are we are we are within a particular government. So let me uh, uh, narrow down to this uh, current government without being without being political or without being biased. But uh, from 2017, there have been tremendous uh, policies that have come in that seem to be very very anti-private sector, very very anti-business. And uh, we began with the issue of 20, uh, the benchmark values and introduction of benchmark values. And benchmark values basically means that. No matter how much money, how much the cost of your, uh, the, your, your the product that you have imported, government will come up with its own figure. So, for instance, you travel to the U.S. and get a laptop at $200. You come in at the port, the government tells you that you did not buy it at $200, even though you have a receipt to that effect. The government tells you that, look, you bought this laptop at $300. So, we are giving you a duty at $300, at the rate of $300. And so... You have no option. You either pay or they, 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 they seize the laptop. And so clearly, at, as with the bench introduction of the benchmark value, that was very, very, very anti-business. Absolutely. If you have any concerns, meet with the business sector and see how you can deal with it, rather than coming out with your own figures. And nobody can ever can verify the figures. They come out with very, very mysterious figures and tell them that they got those figures from a website. This, uh, this is a very unilateral. I went on later on to say that they were reducing, giving benchmark discount. And, and finally, they reverse it back to full benchmark. And as it is now, we are operating a full benchmark. 
COVID-19 came in and leading to the lockdown of businesses, leading to the lockdown of the cleanup came in. And then the issue of the fact that uh, people's, uh, most financial institutions were affected, most individual households' incomes were affected, individuals' incomes were affected, businesses' incomes were affected, because as we even speak now, there are clearly many businesses that are uh, still have their funds locked up with some financial institutions that have not been they, 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 they have not honored their obligations. The government said they were doing a bailout. They never did a bailout. So you have businesses capital that are still locked up. Uh, most of these financial institutions that have not cleared or that have not settled their customers. You have uh, individuals that lost their jobs. Individual family that lost their jobs, lost their income through this financial sector cleanup, therefore weakened their purchasing power. And then we find out the issue in terms of the lock, uh, the, the lock, the, the, the currency depreciation. 20, for 2017, the exchange rate was 4.2 cities, 4.2 to average, 4.2 cities to a dollar. Today, as we speak now, it is over 12 cities to one dollar and still threatening to go much higher. Look at the kind of erosion of capital. With the exchange rate, the damage that happened, in fact, there were businesses in a month because you have brought in goods to, to, to wholesalers. And as you have given the goods, you have given it at a certain prevailing price. Maybe you estimate that, oh, the, at the time that they will be paying you, the exchange will be seven cities. So you give it at, at the rate of seven cities. And by that, within a week, the exchange rate has changed and it is 10 cities. So you are already operating with a loss with a loss. And so the amount of money, goods that you brought in, by the time you are paid, you cannot even buy those quantity of goods back or from your supply. That affected businesses tremendously, both the manufacturing and then the, 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 the distribution sector. It affected people so much and people have not yet recovered from these huge losses. Fuel prices went beyond the roof. Up to the point that we even had about 25 cities to a liter. As it is now, it is the fuel price within 12 point something cities and still not quite cheap. And when sometimes where you will have to use diesel to run a, to run plants to manufacture or to run your business, you can manage interest rates as we spend increasing the prime rate, thereby in the name of the fact that they are mobile inflation. If you are mobile inflation over a, over six months and that inflation seems not to be ceasing, don't you cease and question yourself where who are the keepers of the money? Every Ghanaian on the street is complaining about lack of money. Consumer incomes are very, very low. And yet you say there's inflation. So what is this definition of inflation? Who are the keepers of that excess money that you are trying to mop up? You should be answering that question because the prime rate increment seems not to be dealing with the inflation issues. So there's definitely a gap, something mysterious out there. There may be some group of people keeping that money rather than the ordinary Ghanaian on the streets. We have the issue of Increase in VAT. If VAT increased recently from 12.5 to 15%. COVID-19 levy introduced. When COVID came in other jurisdictions, governments bail out, governments supported the private sector to survive the difficult times. Yet in our time, our government saw it rather wise to introduce tax and make money from the businesses as if they were the people responsible for the for, 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 for the, uh, the 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 eminence or the emergence of the uh, uh, the the emergence of the of the covid 
It's still the City Business Edition on 97.3 CTFM. I am Ni Latte Latte. My guest on the show today is Mr. John Awuni, Executive Director of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana Fabak. We are talking about how they are coping with the existing and prevailing conditions in the economy as far as their operations are concerned he's enlisted a number of issues that are affecting them and so i want to go back to him for us to have a deeper appreciation of how they are dealing with all the issues as in the economy mr when you've spoken about taxes you've spoken about you know some other issues that are affecting you Uh, but speak to me specifically in terms of the new excise duty bill that was passed uh, in Parliament and subsequently assented to by the President. And you asked about the tax, the, the, those new three new mm. tax, and it appears that mm. if you don't give there's a background stance of the implementation of those taxes by the business sector. If you were to say mm. that, oh no, we just don't want the new taxes. Why? Because of these uh, uh, issues that I have outlined earlier, from the benchmark to the COVID-19 lockdown, the currency depreciation, the increase in the taxes, fuel prices, interest rates increments, increases in VAT, increases in water, electricity tariffs, and general inflation, increases inflation trends, and then all that. So basically, these are the reasons, and we have realized that this has tremendously affected the manufacturing and the business sector, the, and, and, and this has manifested in the deep decline in imports by the and the operations at the Temaport. To the extent that there was a stakeholders meeting that was organized by the management of the Temaport to find out from businesses why the uh, imports and business at the port has declined tremendously uh, than ever happened before. So this, the manifestation of the Temaports indicates that businesses are also are on, the, on the decline because most of the manufacturing firms also import to manufacture. And the import, the food, basically Ghana is food dependent and import dependent. And so if the Temaport is not doing well, that means that those in that area too, in that sector too, have also been largely affected. And so... Clearly, it is in, 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 in that spirit that we said that the business sector is quite toxic now. So we are not able to accept additional taxes at this point in time. And so the government must explore various ways to raise up whatever revenue they really need than coming back to the same players who are suffering and are the verge of, of death to still tax them more. What are some of the various ways the government can explore to bring some form of, you know, reprieve to you as a business community? So generally, there are too many ways that the government can do that. And one clear way I would say is that you can't, you must cut your coat according to your size. You don't spend when you don't have. And I have said it on this studio uh, over and over again, where we have found each year, government appointees are driving new cars, new V8s. At the apex of the full price hikes, increases, we still had the V8 use all over. 
when most of us even had withdrawn our our V8s and our four wheel drives to uh, one liter, 1.5 liter cars and using to try economize, there was no semblance of management or uh, let me say economics or in terms of uh, uh, reduction in the use of uh, uh, in the way they use fuel at the, from the government side. There was absolutely nothing like that. We were all here when we heard that the president was still hiring aircrafts at uh, $70,000 per uh, uh, an hour. We were not aware that we were, we were, we were, not, we were living above our knees. We were not aware that the country was running into crisis. These are times of expenditures that we can cut down. Mm. Stop the use of 2023 here. And they are still using, v, they are using 2023 V8. And all of us see, on, see them on the streets. Do you also feel that uh, the time is right for government to scrap some tax exemptions? Is it going to help with the situation? And clearly, that is that is one other angle that, that I'm coming up to. Tax exemption. You can't be exempting taxes and giving a, a, a tax a tax clear huge tax exemptions to institutions and to individuals to family people, and then uh, at the end of the day, uh, uh, you still say that you lack revenue. I think that basically. We've had a, a tax exemptions regime in the country, but in this time that as the country struggle for revenue, we will have to reduce, we will have to cancel that. And then also, it is not even about revenue raising, raising revenue and revenue management. Uh, 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 we will have to also manage our expenditure. You can't, you know, no matter, nobody has ever been satisfied with amount, with whatever money that you have. You must manage your expenditure. And until we do that and ensure that we get value for the money for uh, items that we spend on, there's no way ever we can even tax the Ghanaian 100%, 200%. Government will never be satisfied with money. And it is very clear that anybody who wants to get rich gets into the issue of government contracts. If you were to drill a borehole at maybe 10,000 Ghana cities in your house, the government would drill that borehole at 100,000 cities. And that is very, very unacceptable. Build a house at maybe 100,000 cities. The government would build it at 300,000 cities. So I don't know, understand that magic. And so we must manage our expenditure. And the basic, it, 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 that discussion has to be very, 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 very strong in the country. That instead of us always saying that, and they are not paying enough taxes, we need more money, we need more money. Why don't you talk about need more, you need to money, uh, uh, reduce your expenditure? Mm. Well, Mr. Awuni, I want us to wrap up on this particular note. Be as it may, the taxes have already taken effect. The hardship continues, you know, unabated, and it appears there is no other option left for government and for you as an association. But what is the way forward? What is your strategy moving forward and also your coping mechanisms to ensure that you, you do not run out of business, you keep your businesses afloat, and then you are also able to, you know, serve us and contribute to your quota to the economy. At this point in time, all the new taxes that have been implemented, they'll be passed on to the consumer. And uh, effective first May, prices of most goods will go up between 27 to 35%. The exercise tax, that uh, that is 10, 20%. On X factory, uh, on the manufacturing sector, on juices and, and water and all that, those ones will all go up by 27%. Because the exercise tax will attract VAT. And so instead of putting 20% on the commodity, it will go up to about 
And because it has to go through a chain of distribution and other costs, uh, you could find out that some prices go up as high as, uh, increase as high as, as 30%. And that is what is going to happen. Uh, and I think that is already happening, it's expected to happen in the marketplaces. And so these are already been passed on to. And uh, we are expecting that we are we are expecting that we can still engage with the government. The government will still make themselves available, even though we have made so many appeals to Parliament, made appeals to the executive to meet them, and nobody is minding up. We are still very hopeful that they will see us as partners in development rather than uh, saboteurs. And then the, we can meet, and then they can understand that we are on the ground and we know whatever is happening. And so we can be able to understand each other. And by the mid-year budget, they should be able to they should be able to reverse these things, those three new taxes. Because to come up with a growth and sustainability tax, five percent or two point five percent, which is deducted from your gross sales or, or before profit, I don't understand that. It is just complete extortion. It is absolute. Doesn't happen in any jurisdiction in the world. And so you can't do that. Whereby you tax somebody two point five or five percent of his gross. And then afterwards, take thirty percent against from the from the uh, from the from the same thing. It is absolutely unacceptable, and it is going to continue to uh, affect the ordinary Ghanaian. And that is going to you can't fight corruption with this high cost of living. The cost of living, as long as it's high, people will find dubious ways to be able to survive. The, uh, the, the the difficult times. And so if the government is determined to, determined to fight corruption, they must always determine to reduce the cost of living, to make living very affordable to the ordinary Ghanaian. So we are going to be speaking to them as partners in development, if they make themselves available, to ensure that we, they, we can, they can still achieve whatever they want to achieve for the common good, and then, but, and, but still, but, but, and then mm. we, we withdraw those three taxes the exercise tax, withdraw the growth and sustainability tax, and then withdraw all those the income income uh, tax amendment stuff, and then uh, the tax exercise tax stamp uh, amendment. Those things are all. All right, thank you, Mr. John Awuni, Executive Director of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana. And so that's it for today's episode of the City Business Edition on ninety-seven point three CTFM. We're having a conversation with the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana, Faba Head, its executive director, John Awuni, speaking to us on a number of issues that are affecting the association. Uh, Mr. Awuni, we are grateful that you, you spoke to us on your issues. We want to wish you well. And so that's it for the City Business Edition. My name is Neil Atilati. Catch you same time next week on 97.3 CTFM.